Hello, wrestling fans. This is Quint Crisper. Hey, that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yeah, that's true. Uh, if you're gonna do it, do it from. I, I wasn't ready for that. All my. <laughs> oh man, that was good. You said you had a little something. I didn't think you could call that. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it right. Exactly. There you go. All right, folks. We're doing. Uh, this is show number eight. It's the CWA Memphis. February 21st, 1987, as always, it's the Evansville feed, so that would have been taped in Memphis on February 14th, 1987, Valentine's Day. So all the boys were happy in Memphis when this TV taping was was uh, happening, so I'm sure they all got, uh, got them some goodies and fun times before they head back to Nashville for the, the show that night. And, uh, and listen, I'm then on the loop, they're going to get some more. Yep. So, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing new boots, new tights, whole new outlook. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so everybody, so Nashville show that night sh should have been really good because I bet all the boys came got arrived in Nashville all happy. <laughs> Guaranteed. So okay, they did the regular show opening with the music and everything, and they opened up with Lance and Dave at the table as usual, and. uh Dave starts with the show rundown. Do you want to give that show rundown, or do you want me to do it? Uh, e either or. Uh, go ahead, Clinton. All right. I already blew you away with the Lance deal. You <laughs> might as well be Dave today. All right, so dance. Uh, dance. <laughs> See, I can't, you, got me, you got me so tickled, man. I can't even talk. <laughs> so uh, Dave uh, goes down and so the show, and he says they got Boy Tony and Pat Tanaka starting off the show the first match. Then they says they have Bubba and Goliath on the show. Soul Train Jones will be teamed with Alan West. And Mr. Rising Sun, Shima, and Goto. Then Lance says, back together again, Travis and Jared. Okay, I didn't get that. Did you? I, I think he was saying back together again for Shima and Goto. Okay. But that wasn't Goto's original tag team partner. Well, see, I, was it? Well, see, like I said last week, I thought it looked just like Sato. It looked just like, and see, they never come out and say it, even on this episode, and they keep hinting that it is, because, you know, a few weeks back, uh, he was on the Evansville card as uh, Sato, but then, the next week on the TV, they announced him as Mr. Rising Sun Shima, so I don't know, and it looks like him just, it looks like Sato, but it looks like he just shaved his face, so I don't know why they would, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm lost on it. And that's, then he said, Billy, yeah, that's what I mean. I, I wrote it down wrong. I said, he said, back together again. Then he, then he said, then he got Billy Travis, Jeff Jarrett. Um, so, um, but yeah, I, I'm assuming it's Sato and they just, uh, well, I guess they took, he was gone for a little bit and he, I guess they wanted to come back and I guess make him better. I don't know. Something new, I guess. I have no idea. But it looks just like the same guy. It just looks like he shaved his face. So so they go to the break. And um, then they come back with Lance um, doing a stand-up interview with Pat Tanaka. Do you want to 
take it from there. Yeah, it's not much of an interview. Uh, Pat does come out in a beautiful white jobber jacket, brand new and uh, emblazoned with Pat Tanaka embroidered on the back. Maybe he got an early Valentine's Day gift. But Pat pretty much just says he's going to get his receipt on Boy Tony and said he, had, he begged Eddie Marlin for 10 minutes with Boy Tony. And this is Memphis TV. We're not going to tell anybody. Yeah, he said that he, uh, he wanted to have it on TV instead of at the arenas. Yeah, he wanted to say, so I guess he, you know, he wanted to get to show everybody his revenge for him, for boy Tony putting the makeup on him. Basically, that's what I got. Yeah. I was very excited. Yeah. I thought, yes, yeah, so I was like, good. It's going to be a good, you know, a good match. They'll put some time in, you know. And then what happens? Then Tony worked us. <laughs> uh, match one, even gets a match graphic. Tanaka hits the ring. Karma Chameleon is piped in. <laughs> it's not five. Um, and then we see Tony coming out on crutches. <laughs> and I immediately looked at my TV and I go, Tony, fuck you, SOB. You got me. <laughs> oh, did you notice something? Did you notice the, bo the boy Tony shirt he was wearing? Oh, yeah, no, I absolutely noticed it. Uh, my girlfriend's got a uh, got a cricket machine. You don't think I'm going to go have a boy Tony t-shirt? What's a cricket machine? You can make your own t-shirts and stuff like that, and I'm going to have a boy Tony t-shirt. Awesome. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the chance of me getting a Garmin and trailer shirt made? All right, go ahead, go ahead. That's enough. Uh, I'll get too tickled. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tony hurt out on crutches. That was Bruno. Uh, Bruno says Tony got hurt at the gym. Now, that wasn't when he was benching three, four, five hundred pounds. Yep. Um, it wasn't when he was squatting three, four, than five hundred pounds. It wasn't even when he was curling three hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> which, obviously, looking at Tony Falk, you know this is a hundred percent legit. <laughs> Tony was doing the exercise bike. He's getting that cardio in. He, just, he put too much on the bike, and at 70 miles per hour, apparently, the chain broke, and Tony hurt his ankle. Yep. Did you know it's Ru uh, Ru Gosh, I cannot talk. <laughs> Bruno, he said, he said, get some, get your road work in for the day. Yeah, that was good. That, that was a good line from Pat. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, whenever a heel's out on crutches, it's never what it seems. And Tony blasts Pat with a uh, with a crutch, and man, the bump Pat took on the floor. Yeah, he gave him the th uh, thrust in the throat with the crutch. Did you think it took f it, that? It took a little long. It seemed like Tony was standing there forever, waiting for him to. For the Iggy to turn around and give it to him. You notice that? Yeah, I did. Even to the point where it looked like Tony reached over and tapped him on the shoulder to get him to turn around. <laughs> um, I guess Tony just didn't want to blast him in the back with it. Yeah. But, man, we I forgot all about it when Pat took that bump. Yeah. I immediately started worrying about him. Because that was a snap bump and a half. On the concrete. It was nasty. Oh, man. Mm. Yeah, no, no padding, no padding in Memphis, guys. Man, I saw that. He took that bump, and I was like, "Gosh, mm. 
Yeah. And then they uh, started to beat on him. And then they put the... Did they put makeup on I know that they put the dress on him. Did they did they try to put some lipstick lipstick on him at all? Could you tell? I think they were trying, but somebody and I couldn't make out who it was who kept trying to break it up. Okay. But Tony was getting pretty frustrated. Okay, the uh, they they sent out Jim Jameson because he was the referee for the today. Uh, I've got that down. Yeah, I, I but, um, I'm trying to break it up or what? Yeah, it was Jameson as the, he was the referee for the day because Calhoun wasn't there and. Uh, Frank Morrell wasn't there either, so he refereed the, sh- the matches for the show. So he came down there to break it up, and I think that's uh, when um, uh, they were trying to put the lipstick on. And finally, uh, Billy Travis and um, Alan West made the save on it. And um, yeah, hey, let's be honest, that ref position is probably safer for Jim Jameson after the bumps we've seen him taking off clotheslines. I know, but I'd rather see him taking the bumps and then him refereeing. <laughs> it was good for my entertainment. Oh, did you notice after they got Tanaka up and looked like Billy Travis was trying to help him and Pat like shoved him, shoved him off? Did you notice that a little bit? I, I did. Um, and what I got out of it, and it's something I actually practice in the rare opportunities I work babyface, is that a babyface should always try to get up on his own feet? I I got from it was planting the seed because he was already standing. He was already standing when trout. Oh, when that, he, that, when, makes, that makes sense. Well, quit reading ahead, Quentin. <laughs> yeah, because I he was already standing, and Travis looked like Travis was trying to help him take it off, and he kind of shoved Travis's hand back, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> And you know, Jarrett wasn't out there. It was just um, Travis and um, the new guy, Alan West. That kind of that was odd. Especially since Tanaka and Jarrett are supposed to be best buddies, you know. So. And have they already tagged by this point? I knew at yeah. one point in Memphis they had tagged. Yeah, they they, okay. they tagged eighty all through eighty six. They were that's when their their tag run was it was in eighty six. Okay. Well, then yeah, I, I could definitely see that as planting a seed. I mean. Yeah, he was replaced with Billy Travis. Yep, exactly. On down the road, guys. We'll see. Yep, yep. Just stay tuned. Stay tuned. So basically, that was that. Um, I got on there was um, basically the same what we just talked about. Um, then they went to the break, and then I, they, and after when there's the break, it goes to Lance for the Evans bat. I cannot talk. Last week I could barely my throat was clogging up on me and this week I'm just tongue tied. Uh, they go to Lance with the Evansville rundown for the Wednesday night, February twenty fifth, nineteen eighty seven show. Uh, basically all this is is uh, uh, Lance starts talking about the show and Lawler and Bachwinkle uh, they come in and do the match plug against Island Rich. And the stipulation is there's no stopping the match. And um, so they give um, Lawler does a really good interview. Bachman does good. Uh, that's the only match they talked about was that one right there. Um, so it just um, I, they're just banking on that one match, I guess. And this this is the the second week they've done the Idle um, Rich and the uh, Lawler Bachwinkle. So I'm assuming the week before they must have just had a a double DQ or a, or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was assuming, too. Um, 
I'm just happy we finally got a fired up Jerry Lawler. He's been really subdued in his promos. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, are still good, but we finally got that fired up Lawler. And Bockwinkle, I, I liked his approach to it, too. Uh, you know, not he, he alluded to the fact that the world champion doesn't need this match, but that it's going to put another, how do you say it, another check on his star. Yeah. Um, but I really I really liked it. Lawler kept saying, Bockwinkle's going to watch my back. Bockwinkle's going to watch my back. Yeah. And Nick said, I, I'm not just going to watch your back. When you turn around, either Idle or Rich, whoever you're dealing with, may be in such a world of hurt that this match will already be over. I yep. love that. Yeah, same The confidence that. we always get from Bachwinkle. Yeah. Yeah. That may sound, you know, I'm saying, hey, um, you know, but, you know, when you do him, I'm going to be doing dumb my guy, too. I'm just as good as you are, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that was Bachwinkle's, like, Guys didn't have, I don't want to say characters as much as they do now, but that was Bachwinkle's thing. He was he was confident, borderlining on cocky, depending on what side of the what side of the aisle he was on. Yep, yep. And he, he got that little bit of cockiness in there, so you always got to look out. It, it was almost planning a seat. I don't know what happens in the next match, but it was almost planning a seat. Yeah. Hey, don't overlook me, Jerry. Yeah, it. Um, I don't know. I say I don't know what happened the next week either, but. I think it was just to, basically to to make it sound like you know because when they if you know they want to bring Bachwinkle back later on to um, go against Lawler for the belt you know so they make it sound like you know hey you know put a little you know what I'm saying so make them like seem so buddy buddy you know basically right you now all right so they cut back to the studio and they got Lance doing the inter- uh, interview. With Bruno, Bubba, and Goliath. Um, it's about uh, Travis and Jarrett's match, and it's basically the same old thing. I, did you get anything else from besides that? Because that's all I really got from it. <laughs> it again, with, with, with most downtown Bruno promos, it wasn't much of anything. Um, he always talks about the conspiracy theory. Uh, he did have a little line where he said, Jarrett and Travis are, and I believe he said, glass tigers. Yeah. They look really good, but you hit them too hard and they break. Yeah. Um, and then he made a pledge to break Jarrett and Travis's face to insult the women of uh, of Memphis. Then he said, uh, "Then they said something about the little girls, the young girls, or something." I couldn't hear what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, that, that goes with Memphis wrestling. Now I was just kind of like, "What did he just say?" Uh, Rewind a couple times. I still couldn't understand. Cause he, because I think he was trying to say something, and he knew he might not ought to say it, but he kind of said, you know. Set just to you know, to, if people could catch it, I guess I don't know. So they go to the ring. Yeah. It's Bubba and Goliath against Freezer Thompson and Ron Nations. He actually made it back. The referee was Jim yeah, Jameson. Me. Yeah, I was. I was really. I guess he finally recovered uh, three weeks after he got beat up. <laughs> it took him about three weeks to recover. So he came back. <laughs> but um. I got, <laughs> I got on here. Um, they won the match. Bruno calls, calls Freezer Thompson a fat buckwheat. And then he says, then he yells out, Hey, Freezer, have you been milked today, you big fat sucker? <laughs> and I guess he was insinuating about Freezer Thompson's boobies. <laughs> I guess he's insinuating he milked like a cow, I guess. Because these big old boobies are hanging. <laughs> I, 
I don't know. What do you think? I, I, I can definitely see that. Uh, Freezer looks like JYD, but like late in his career, JYD. And and, and he ate the younger JYD t- at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll say this though, man. Freezer had the people on his side. They liked yeah, him. Yeah, they do. They like Freezer. He did a good. Uh, he did a good spot with Bubba. The uh, stump his foot, the shoulder tackle. Did you sit no? And then, then the ca- then they. He, Bubba took the bump, and the cameraman missed the. Uh, they went into in, in more they, the rest of the spot. Do you notice that? Because when they yeah yeah they, the the cameraman shot the crowd. And they it, missed it the spot. Um, and they come back. If you notice, we did the top spot last week, and it always works in Memphis. Yeah, but he gave him a big shoulder tackle, which was I liked. He stomped the foot and. Because when Fraser was a big, he was Fraser. He was a big, um, he was a big guy, and uh, it looked yeah. good. I thought it looked good, and I don't know what happened, but they cut back, and he's that hands him an arm bar, don't he? Like, yeah, I think he gave him an arm drag. Um, I wonder how it looked. Yeah, that's a bubble would be a big guy giving giving an arm drag or taking an arm drag. Yeah, uh, but yeah, arm bar worked up, and he gave him a shot. Couple shots, give him a big deal, and yeah. then the mighty Goliath comes in and does the same thing. And that's something I noticed on this show. They've been calling him Goliath, Goliath, Goliath. They slip in a mighty every now and then. Yeah. Here, almost every time they talked about him, it wasn't just Goliath, it was the mighty Goliath. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't really notice that that much. <laughs> I guess I'm watching more, watching what he's doing than what they're saying, I guess. But, um, let's see, what do I. Okay, we're trying to think what else. I, uh, they got nations in there. They basically just beat him up. They wasn't nothing like what he went through in the last match. I mean, it was, I mean, it was snug, but nothing like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. The, the clotheslines were were entirely safe. Um, the body slams were definitely stiff. I've noticed nations does not know how to hit the rope. No, he don't. I said that last time. He he's it's it's <laughs> he goes into him just all crazy looking. Unsafe, real unsafe. If one, if one of those ropes pops, he's a dead man. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, I, I did like something Bruno said. Uh, Lance and Dave were, were cracking on his outfit, and Bruno goes, I spent about $9 on my wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bruno, we know. It's like, we know. Yeah, he's like, I spent $9 on my wardrobe, but a million dollars on my talent in the ring. I was like, Ah, that might not even be nine dollars, dude. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> nine dollars. Yeah, he that might be. I'll say probably about, probably six bucks, maybe. <laughs> six bucks, maybe maybe eight for that personalized trucker hat. Yeah, yeah. Did you see? What I, I tried to see what it said on. I couldn't see with the the qual the the video quality. I couldn't never get what it said. Could you? Uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't either. I yeah. couldn't either. I was trying to see what it said. Um, Probably something racist. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Goliath uh, hits the splash for the finish. Like so basically, yeah, it was just them beating up nations, basically. Uh, they go to break, and then they cut to Lance for the Evansville rundown. Lance says, uh, the car, <laughs> here's my Lance, uh, quote for the day it got me was well, Lance says this card is a Dan Dandy 
That's a Lance. Uh, I don't why I thought Lance cut. He said, "Damn!" Hey, I, I rewound a couple times, made sure because at first I thought he, yeah, I thought he did it first. I was like, so I rewinded. It's like, no, he said, "Dan Dandy." It's a Dan Dandy. So that's a that's a Lanceism. <laughs> yeah, because that, that, that blew my mind. Because Lance Russell does not curse, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, well, not on the. Well, he did, well, he, he did that one time on TV on the uh, the first concession stand brawl. Him and Mike Shields, he's like, he's like, he's trying to go down the the steps. He goes, oh, the D.A.M. court is hung on the thing, Mike. <laughs> and he goes, don't worry about it. We'll edit it out. <laughs> they never did. They didn't. Plot was That's about the only time I can really remember. So I go to the um, Evansville card. Um, it's a Dan Dandy card with six matches. The first match is the Patriot versus the the Hunter with Bambi. I have no so, idea. Who, I have uh, uh, Dale Wilkes, maybe? No, no, probably not. No, no, Dale Wilkes come about a year and a half later. Um, so I don't, I don't know who it was. It's probably they just put the name on there because they had no idea who was going to be there. And then the second match maybe was maybe it's the Patriot who Coco beat up in that match on YouTube. <laughs> He's just probably now. He was probably just then waking up from that. Yeah, if anybody's <laughs> never seen that, go to YouTube and uh, type in Coco where it beats up. Coco beats up Jobber. Man. Man, he. Oh, man. I don't know what it was, but he, he said the wrong thing to Coco and it was on. But um, <laughs> I don't think it was him. Anyway, second match was Pat Tanaka versus Boy Tony in a loser wears a dress match. So, uh, then the third match was Paul Diamond versus Jonathan Boyd in a baseball bat on a pole match. So, I guess they're trying to keep that Fab Sheep Herders angle on by letting uh, Diamond and um, Boyd you know, feud when when other the other uh, four are in Florida doing their stuff. So I guess they're trying to just keep it relevant by doing that. Then the fourth match is uh, Travis and Jarrett versus Bubba Goliath tag team title match. It's a no DQ. And then we have this is something I didn't understand. You got Soul Train Jones and Alan West versus. Shima and Tarzan Goto in an international tag title match. Let's discuss that. I didn't know they had an international tag title. What's that? I didn't know they had an international tag title. They hadn't had it since like 86, I don't think. And the last time I remember them was sometime in 86. Um, I want to say they had them back when I, when I went back and reviewed a few shows, you know, back in, in December to get the gist of what was going on. And I think it, Sato and Goto had them. If I can remember, remember right. <clears throat> Sorry about that. But um, yeah, so I don't know. It's just like, well, let's throw these belts back out there. Because they, they had been nothing been done over them in like probably two or three months probably. And nobody knows, you know. So I'm assuming they're going to start using them again. So they guess they throw them back out there. 
Um, and Soul Train still the international heavyweight champion. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's like why is he in there? You know, he should be defending his belt. So it goes back to the whole thing we've been trying to figure out the booking. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. And then he announces the sixth match, the main event, is Lawler and Bockwinkle against Alan Rich. And then they cut away. And they, so they go back, go back to the studio. Lance is standing. He does an interview with Soul Train Jones and Alan West come out with Soul Train's music. And they come over to Lance. I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> well, first off, the Living America got pumped in this week. Mm-hmm. So, so that's good. Um, I did chuckle. Because, you know, Soul Train, of course, has to wait for the, the part to where it says living in America. <laughs> uh, and Lance goes, where are you? Yeah, I know. He was like, he was like, was like where's he? He's like, okay, uh, where's he at? You know? <laughs> you can tell Lance is like, uh, I really, get out here now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I really I really like the Alan West nice uh, Life, Life's a Beach crop top. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> um, get it. Get it, guys. He's from California or Florida or wherever he's supposed to be from. Um, um, Zuma Beach. Is that California? Yeah. They can say Zuma I, Beach. I, I noticed every stand-up interview they talked about Waller and Rich, so everybody's yes. trying to, to sell that angle. Soul Train says what Idol and Rich did to Lawler is impeccable. I don't think he knows what that word means. What I got down <laughs> is he says... His, his talks about then goes the king's gonna do something real mean to Island Rich, and then he says he's gonna beat him up, <laughs> something real mean to him, and he says he's gonna beat him. Up. <laughs> I say like you know he's gonna you know break their legs or something. He's gonna beat him up. <laughs> but uh, I'll say I'll say this, and I, I can't believe these words are about to exit my mouth. Uh, Alan West promo was worse. Yeah, and, and maybe it's just because he he's one of those d bags who wears sunglasses inside. I, I I'm not sure, but something about him and his delivery. Well, they didn't give him much to say. For me. See, he this is probably the first time he's ever been able to talk on TV. I think I because everywhere he's worked, he's jobbed. So this is probably his first actual ever time first time being on um you know TV. Um. That's what I got on my thing here. I've put, they come out, and the first thing Soul Train Jones starts talking about uh, Waller and Island Rich and everything. So then it got me, then later in the show, we realized every baby face that came out, first thing they started doing was talking about Island Rich and Lawler angle. And then I was thinking about it, I was like, well, they've already, he's already been back a week. And I remember this was the first show because last week, you know, the Evansville. Um, they they didn't show the the thing where um, Lawler jumped in the, at the Coliseum match and jumped them during the Soul Train Jones and um, Snowman match because I said it wasn't on the the loop tape. So everybody in Memphis didn't know he you know didn't saw that. So they knew that this was going to be the week that would be their first week. You know, but actually, Evansville is actually going to be the second week. So it's all that it, that really, with them being a week behind Evansville, it really kind of, and them not 
do, doing piss poor, you know, booking, it just, it, it got confusing, you know? Yeah. Because they all come out and was like, you know, oh, the match, you know, it's like, well, we saw last week, you know, the rundown, card rundowns, they already had the match, you know? So that mess stuff, I think that, you know, that whole thing of that week, you know, week difference is one of those, this is one of those times where it looks, it looks, it's confusing, you know? Because, you know, if you're really, if you're paying attention to it, but, uh, um, which if they would have, um, I said that they would have put that, um, and on the uh, regular loop tape of him running out there and beating them up, you know. But I don't know. It always go back to piss poor booking to me. But uh, so they go to the match, and um, it was um, it was uh, Soul Train Jones and Alan West versus the Headhunters, Jim Davis's referee again. Um, I'll let you uh, take it from there and see what you got out of that. <laughs> so I, I just want to point out to all young wrestlers out there that uh, this is one of the few times that trying to get yourself over work because now they're being called the Headhunters on TV. Yeah, it's on the graphic. Um, but, man, once the action started, <laughs> we, we, got, we got the worst atomic drop I've ever seen. Oh. Uh, and then followed by, like, a terrible arm drag. Okay. We start working to a tackle drop-down spot, and I'm like, all right. Leapfrog, cool. Then drop kick and an even worse arm drag. Yeah, I got, uh... And it wasn't the guys taking. I, I want to get that out there. It was yeah. not the guys taking the arm drag. They were trying. Yeah, that's what I, I got on here. I got Soul Train Jones gives the worst, um... Atomic drop I've ever seen. It was, but you notice that Robertson went for the boot like twenty seconds early. He had to like hold his. He went to give him the boot, and it was. His old train hadn't even hit the ropes yet. Yeah, I know. He just I was like, it was like about twenty seconds too soon. So finally, he held it up for long enough for him to grab it, and it's the whole thing where he grabbed the boot, spin him into the atomic drop, and man, that was the worst looking one I've ever seen. That was. It was. Uh, oh. It was really rough. It, I don't know. Oh, it was so bad. In the then the then the arm drag. I got the arm drag. Didn't look any good. Didn't look any good. And uh, then I put. Uh, let's see where was it at. Oh, then West come in. <laughs> Hold on. Now, oh, that put in there after the arm drag. Uh, Sartre and Jones does a drop kick to the gut. Did you see that drop kick? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, no, it was it was, it was really really bad. How could somebody um, that? Uh, he's got big legs. He ha he has no coordination, no agility, nothing. Because he jumps up and drop kicks him in the gut. Yeah, I don't think anyone ever showed him the technique of a drop kick. I think someone just said, "Well, you jump and you kick." And, and that, you know, there's, there's guys who can do that. Don't get me wrong, the AJ Styles and the. You know, in the Randy Orton's own world, they can just jump up and blast you in yeah. the face. But if, if you don't have those amazing, like, freakish ups, you've got to have technique. And Soul Train does not have technique. Oh, my gosh. It, it, I look, I, you know, it, the one he did off the top rope, it, that was bad. I could see him just misjudging everything. But this one, it's like, okay, you didn't misjudge. You just can't do a drop kick. period. Yeah, he. it was... <laughs> oh, it's bad. And then he never noticed... He grabs a headlock, 
He's so squared up on them. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The left foot forward, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just, he just, he just like, it's like, dude. Yeah, you can tell he has had very limited training. Very limited. Uh, but we got Soul Train out of there, and we get Alan West in there, and I thought, listen, I thought it was going to get better. Because <laughs> he gives Roberson the, the big backdrop, a really good-looking backdrop. Yes. And he hits him with an arm drag. It was slightly better. It wasn't it wasn't great, but, you know, it was a big guy to the knees arm drag, and Roberson took the best bump he could. But then he tries to get cute. Yes. This is where he tried too much. He, he, he tried to do that little cute over-the-back lucha arm drag. I love. I think it's a really cool move. Yep. But he was right next to the ropes. Yeah. Ring positioning, the guy. Come yeah. on. Yeah, he had, I put on there. He did the old slide over the back, the slide over the back to the arm drag thing, and Roberson was was three inches from the ropes, and it was all in him and just had nowhere to go but rope. <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty sure that Memphis rings sixteen. Yeah, it should be sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, that's something you have to do corner to corner. Like I'm scared with them doing backdrops off the ropes. I'm pretty sure it's sixteen. It might be eighteen. Yeah, I don't know, but most most yeah, of studios. I'm pretty sure it's sixteen. Yeah, most of your studios were sixteens. So, but yeah, that was yeah, yeah, and that happened. I was just like, yeah, you know, yeah, that was just um, that was horrible. And then uh, basically, then they, Soul Train Jones come in and did the Russian leg sweep. Yeah, Russian leg sweep for the finish. Did you hear what Dave called it? Snap side suplex. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard him um, call that. Which I, I haven't either. Prior to that, though, I will say uh, Mike James took a pair of body slams, one from Soul Train and one from uh, one from Alan West. Now, they started out good, and then Mike does this thing where he tries to, like, really flail like he's in danger. Yeah, I noticed that, yeah. He re re release his post yeah. and nearly dies every time. Yeah, I noticed that. He, I, was like, I was like, yeah, he's, he's quit uh, squirming around on his on the slams. I noticed that big time. Because he, go, he goes up great for him. Yeah. And once he's up there, he tries to flail around. And yeah. And if it's a, if he ever gets slammed by a smaller guy, it, it most likely he's gonna it's gonna get he's gonna get dropped. So. Yeah, he, he'll be done. So. Yeah. Then I put, thank goodness that's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's see. Oh my! What page am I on here? Okay. Page. That's page four. Okay. All right, I know so, you're too excited about this. We're about to see your favorite tag team. I know, I know. I'm getting ready for it. So, uh, go back to the studio. I'm going to cut to the break, then they come back to the studio, and they go straight to the ring shot with the graphics. Garmin and Trailer versus Mr. Rising Sun and Tarzan Goto. And uh, Jim James is referee, and we got Garmin and Trailer in their blue leggings this week. Yeah, baby. Royal blue, white boots with the star. Looking good. Yep. And Lance says, uh, Shima and Goto are the new international tag team champions. And then I put, who was the last tag team champions? And where have they been for, for, so, the, last, so, for the last many months? <laughs> well, they've been defending the belt internationally. But who? <laughs> who was it? Who'd they beat? <laughs> Who's been defending those belts? And when did uh, Shima and Goto beat those guys? <laughs> you couldn't pronounce their names. That's what, it, that's what the problem is. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was a tournament in Buenos Aires. Yeah, there you go. It was totally legit. Now it was... Uh, Patterson referee. <laughs> it was somewhere in Podunk, Arkansas. <laughs> 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 they 
won the belt. Spot show. Um, Probably West Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then put, um, <laughs> during the match, Tojo goes over and starts talking to Lance, and he starts talking about, he goes, I thought the king was dead. He said, I thought my protege Tommy Rich did him in. And I was thinking, all oh, that, you know, I was like, yeah, that's right. They, you know, he was, uh, he was Tojo's prodigy when they brought Rich in, you know? You probably don't remember that, do you? <laughs> I, I, I don't. It's so funny with Tojo because he has, he has both the, the English as a second language accent, but he says wrestler. Says what? It's so, he says wrestler instead of wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It's he, he both has the Japanese accent and, and the redneck accent, and it's hilarious. Yeah, well, he's been here a long time. He he didn't picked up the he didn't picked it up. It's kind of like a Dundee. He kind of you know he he started losing his accent by about mid eighties. You know. <laughs> but uh, I, I do want to point out that every old school guy will always say you know why. You know, one gimmick shot's enough, right? Oh, phew. Not, not in this match. Tojo hit them 87 times with that kendo stick. That's what I, I got. I counted about 12. I got, but. I got Tojo, you fired, fired, kept firing up Garmin and Trailer. He used his stick at least four different times, multiple shots in each time. Each each time. <laughs> it was multiple shots in each different time period of, of the four. <laughs> I yeah, guess he, any opportunity good. I guess he saw Garmin Trailer get get their Valentine's Day rat rat presents out in the parking lot, and he didn't get none, so he was mad. <laughs> He's taking it yeah, out on them. Tights and boots. Yeah, yeah, the new tights. The rats didn't get Garmin Trailer their present, the Valentine's Day present. Tojo didn't get none, so he's gonna. Hit, so he took it out on. Tojo's like, listen, these job boys don't get the nice stuff I'm supposed to. Man, he wore. He just kept at one. The second, the second time he went, he. He um the second it's like I call it the group the second group of of shots dude was over on the ropes he kind of just popped him right in the head and I was like ooh I mean it was stiff too man. yeah and Tojo's <laughs> not a tall man so anyone who knows anything about kendo sticks the farther down or closer to the middle you hit on the more they can flex no he hit him with the tip man he popped the crap out of him right in the head I was like ooh and then he where he hit you, shoulder, arm. Yeah, he didn't arm, care. Back. He just hit him. He didn't matter where. He he just started whapping. <laughs> he, he he. I couldn't. I couldn't get for a while. I got I got uh, lost on which one was Garmin and Trailer. He got them both equally with the stick. I do believe. Um, yeah, this, now I know. At one point, Garmin had some really nice fire. Uh, Ashima and, and Goto really gave them like they didn't give them any prolonged comeback. They give them a little bit and they yeah. cut them back off. Yeah. Garmin had some nice fire and shot, I believe, Tojo. Uh, sorry, Tojo, what the heck? Shot Goto into the corner and yeah. comes charging. And Goto gave him a beautiful super kick. And you just yeah. hear Lance go, oh. Yeah, yeah he, that little kick, he does that kick out. He, he just been doing it a lot out of the corner lately, it seemed like. It, but it wasn't a spin kick. It yeah. was like an actual like, side yeah. kick this time. And yeah. He got him right on the chin, but like this here in the Lance, because the you know, Lance doesn't put over a lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, yeah. This here, Lance, oh. Oh. But this was probably the most I've seen anybody give Garmin trailer. They're decent. Out of all the job guys, they're the best ones. They can act. Uh, Absolutely. 
because they threw uh, nice drop kick. They did uh, several different spots. Um, Shima knows <laughs> he at Northrop, They did a one of them did a drop kick earlier in the match, and then toward the end, they drop kicked again. They dro they drop kicked uh, Goto, and then then he fed back up and come, went over to drop kick Shima, and Shima just like no sold. <laughs> Yeah, he just like nope, not today. <laughs> and then, I'll, oh I'll my, say like very shortly after him, he let, let him get that small package and make a small comeback. Yeah, that's it. They gave him a lot. And then the finish, man, that was brutal. That was oh. So was he? So it looked like he was going for a pile driver, and then he decided, oh, boss is back. I can't do it, and goes for a power bomb and just drops him on the back of his head. In a power bomb. Yeah, it, 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 it reminded me of, uh, and I can't remember which Japanese guy would do it in, in all Japan. Um, so Misawa obviously would do the do the tiger bomb, um, and then he did, and all, all these big dangerous moves would start as an accident, and then it became like their their super finish. But like the tiger driver, I believe ninety one was where he would pick him up like a double underhook, and then like drop him like that. Yeah. Um, um, it, this was just oh, it was gross. Yeah, I, I, I'm because I because even Lance and Dave said it looked like he was going for the pile driver, but I think that's what it was. Look, like he was going for a pile driver, and I don't know if he was like Jim Jameson goes, "You can't do that; it's illegal." That and the and the boss is back. <laughs> yeah, or or whichever one took it, Garmin or Trailer, didn't know how to take a power bomb. And so it didn't sit out, sit up at all for Shima. Something will happen because you see. I'm pretty sure in '87 they were doing power bombs in Japan. Yeah, oh, definitely, but not in Memphis. So they probably had no, no. clue what he was doing, and yeah. so and he was like, "I'll hit you with a power bomb," and Garmin or Trailer, whichever one's like, "All right, <laughs> what's that?" But it just, yeah, it 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 looked it looked bad. It look, it, oh, it was, yeah. If anyone wants to go watch that, because it, it, it's a nasty bump. Yeah, it was, uh, it was brutal. It was a finish, though. Hold on. I believed it. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I mean, I'm trying to find something here. All right, I've got to switch my paper. i got to mislabel the pages here. Hold on. Uh-oh. Yep. Okay, here, okay. All right. Okay, what was you saying? I'm sorry, I, I, I just, I was looking, I was like, I got... I, I was just saying, it was definitely a believable finish. Yeah, because oh, I was a straight, jump, j dropped on the head, shoot, <laughs> yeah, there was no doubt about it. So they go to the break, um, they go to Lance with the, the uh, oh gosh, this is good. They go to Lance with the Evansville Rundown. <laughs> oh, this is good. Tojo it comes in and does the uh, match plug for... Um, uh, there's no Shima and there's no Goto. It's just him doing the match plug for the international title match with Soul Drain Jones and Island West. Tojo drops probably the worst racial bomb so far we've seen. When he calls okay, Soul... So I, didn't, I didn't catch what he said. I oh, heard a bad something. Oh, dude. I rewound it. I rewound it five times and still couldn't understand it. I rewound it ten times. And I made sure he called him. This is what he said. He called Soul Train Jones a baboon. And oh, I thought he said a bad 
No, baboon. And called mm. Alan West a sissified wrestler. <laughs> I did catch that. Yeah. That was funny. He but said, then he said for Japanese titles. And I was like, what? <laughs> I guess it Poor is. Coco. I guess it is a Japanese titles because that's the only person I've ever known to have them. <laughs> right. Because they had them back. When, like I said, they were Go, uh, Sato and Goto back in 86. So, I guess they really are the Japanese. But, yeah, I was just like, wow. You know, at the, and here's the thing. Tojo wasn't racist. I'm telling you people right now. Tojo liked, liked black women. Um, so, he was not racist. Uh, he was just getting heat. And at, in, in the 80s, you could still say stuff like that to get heat. Uh, so, anybody thinks that Tojo was racist, he wasn't. Because he loved black women. You can ask any of the old 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 timers. He loved the black women, so um, uh, so he wasn't racist, but he had the race, most racialest thing I've heard on there so far. <laughs> hey, and not to be all done, Tommy Rich gets uh, gets ready to say some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which it goes back to. Well, I don't know if Tommy Rich is racist. I don't know because I never heard any stories. But at the time when he says what he, I'm fixing to tell you what he says, it wasn't racial to say. Okay, so they go, so Toto does his thing, and then um, they cut to Isla Rich, and again, it's taped. I'm like, why are they not doing it? Lawler's back. They need to be in studio, you know? So they're doing their, uh, they do a taped uh, match plug for the for their match with uh, Lawler and Bockwinkle. And, uh, and Idol robbing the sweet black and purple hard rock jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Looking as only he can look. Then Rich goes, Lawler sent two black <laughs> black boys to do the job last time. They couldn't get it done. And like I said. Did you notice Idol trying to save it? Idol's like, black, white, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. then Tommy just doubles down and starts saying north versus south. Yeah, yeah. Just like, and I'm just, like, Tommy, no, come on, Tommy. Yeah, Idol's I, trying to save you. Yeah, Idol was like, yeah, we, we might want to, you know, even though it, it's a time period, it could be. You know, some people could call it racist, some wouldn't back, you know, that time period. It's a little iffy, but, um, yeah, Lotto's, just in case, he was trying to, you know, but, yeah, Tommy, he, he didn't care. He just went on with it. And it's a northern side. Yeah, he was, that was good, Tommy Rich. That, that That's, you know, that, that's heel Tommy Rich right there. <clears throat> He's in full-blown mode now. You can't that Yankee Bachwinkle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, but that's, this is finally, he, after last week, you know, you said we got that, finally got that full-fledged, um, heel Tommy Rich promo, that's from now on out, he's gone, he's, he's, he's loaded, cock-loaded, and he's just, he's going full-blown, which is awesome, which. And it, and it really surprises me to hear this, this North versus South, a black versus white rhetoric from a full-blown Italian. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Italian. I mean, he's, a big he, he's an Italian. <laughs> the the big he's Don. From Atlanta, Italy, man. The big Don. I remember that flag they used to carry out of that flag had his air face airbrush on the flag. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was great. <laughs> that was classic, man. Oh man, now we're getting off of ECW. <laughs> but that, yeah, that was good stuff. So they did. Hey, we we cover all territories. Maybe after '87, we tell them, oh, we can start watching early '90s ECW, the terrible ECW. 
Hey, the pre-poly the pre ECW. They, there was some good stuff. You had to filter through it. There was some good stuff. You had you just had to filter through some of the, was it Bad Breed matches or whatever it was? Not Bad Breed. Metal but, Maniac. Uh, uh, what was the... Oh. Uh, it was the Bad Breed. Oh, no, not Bad Breed. That was, I mean, actually, um, what was the guys from... Johnny Hotbody? Yeah, what were they? What were they called? I can't remember. I've locked them out of my head. Yeah, there, there's all. Go back and watch ECW people. That's the early stuff. That's, that's some good quality stuff there. Um, so I put on here. I said um, they talked about you know the the line with Rich talking about the the two um, sent the two <laughs> black boys. Everybody on the loop has no clue what you're talking about because they what they cut the. Um, um, spot out of the they cut that whole thing out of Lawler coming in uh, during the Idle Rich versus Soul Train Jones and Snowman match from the Coliseum. They cut it out of the uh, the loop tape, the a the the a tape for the loop. Uh, so yeah, I, I didn't know. I was like, they they wrestled Garmin and Trailer. Yeah, they, so yeah, they so that was cut out. So nobody knew what they're talking about. So this whole thing about this whole thing was goes back to the bookings just everywhere because there's nobody. Um, paying attention so they go it cuts to commercial break comes back to the studio Lance's stand up interview with Travis and Jarrett then they talk about the Lawler and Lawler Island Rich thing and Jarrett says I'd buy a ticket to see that and uh, some people would at that time would say you still need to buy a ticket Jeff but anyway now Jeff was really getting good at this time um yeah he was so basically like I said you know that's they're telling all the Bay faces to go out there and, and plug the matches uh, so then Travis and Jarrett, they talk about their match with uh, Bubba and Goliath. Um, basically the same thing, just talk about, you know, the no, D, uh, no DQ. And, uh, then they go to the match with Travis. And, and, and it's, still a very, it's still a very white meat promo. Like, we, yeah. we're, we're, they're not, we're not getting their personalities coming out yet. Yeah. And that, you know, obviously that's going to come. Like, Jeff Jarrett's eventually going to be a larger-than-life personality, and so is Billy Travis. Oh, yeah. Like you know, right now they're still young, and you know we're doing it for the fans. Yeah, they're well. They're what just trying to get. They're just trying to get through a um, interview without stumbling over their, you know, words. Basically, right. what they're doing. Uh, so they go to the match with the. It's them against the grapplers. Bruno comes out and says he's the manager of the day for for the grapplers. Um, I know this spends the next who know whoever how long just burying them. Yeah, yeah. He goes under. He goes out there to. Imagine that he buries, buries them. Uh, I got on here. Uh, it's a good match. Uh, grap, uh, dra- yeah. Travis shoots the grappler into the ropes. And the grappler and Jameson almost run into each other. Did you notice that? I, I did. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. You saw Jameson wasn't a referee. He was not paying attention. And they almost... And the grappler tried to go out because he saw him. He wasn't paying attention. And they teach, it was like, oh, they almost collided. That would have been really funny. Um, yeah, I, I'm just happy, you know, that, that Tony Anthony and Lynn Denton were fine to come out there and put these two young guys over. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, I'm sure they got a nice little $40 payoff, probably, <laughs> but, um, yeah. uh, uh for, for, for those who are really confused right now, those obviously not Tony Anthony nor Lynn Denton. No, no, they're not, uh, but they, they were, whoever it was, these, they were, these were, as, as Bruno called them, two anonymous generic wrestlers. But whoever they were, they were some of the better uh, job guys in Memphis. Whoever it was, uh, they did really oh, good. Yeah, they, they, they were they were bumping machines. Yeah, they, 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 they did, did their place. They looked good uh, for what their job was. Uh, put on there, Travis hit a nice flying elbow drop. 
And yeah, then, then he followed up with a f- nice, fine knee drop. Yeah, got, got as high, if not higher. Yeah, it, it looked, he was on his game. Then Jarrett, um, let's see, then Jarrett hit him with a drop kick for the finish. They cut to a break and they come back. Did they say it was going to be a two out of three falls when they first announced the match? Because I didn't hear them say it. They, they didn't. They said uh, time limit remaining, um, which, you know, traditionally those are two out of three okay. falls. But, no, they didn't They didn't say it right off the top. Okay. So when they come back, they're in the studio and they, it's the second It's the second fall. Uh, Travis hit a nice side slam. Then Jarrett grabbed the guy, hit a nice snap suplex. Really nice snap suplex from Jarrett. Uh, and then Lance started counting down the, the time, and I don't think uh, the referee knew to give him the Iggy on the time. And somebody, fi- I guess it, they finally, somebody, I, I don't know, it was Bruno was up. Somebody got the, got Travis the time and let him know that they were, because it should Lance was about to ring the bell, and he just, he could tell he was milking it. He was stretching it out, and Travis hit, uh, picked him up, Sam, and hit the um, Billy Bomb on him for the finish. But, um, hey, and we finally had a, a, a winner at a two out of three falls match. Exactly. That's what I got. I said, finally, we, there's a, been two falls out of the two out of three falls uh, at the end of the show. And, uh, and so they cut to break, and then Lance comes back, and um, he starts to do the rundown. He gets to, starts talking about the Tanaka and Boy Tony thing, and then I guess he gets the cue in his ear from the, uh, the control room that we're out of time. And he goes right to the uh, he uh, goes right to the he stops and goes right to the sign off from because he was going to the match rundown and it's like he just stopped mid right before he went to the second part you know the second match or whatever he uh, then he goes right into the sign off you know um, yeah and, and there's something that disappoints me about this I don't know if you got this but at the very beginning they they said something. And this may this may have been something that I missed when I accidentally watched the wrong episode. They talked about a rule change. Was that on the wrong when I watched the wrong episode at first? It might have been the wrong episode. I don't remember them talking about a rule okay. change. Okay. Well, guys, to come because I almost watched the wrong episode before tonight. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, the sign off was very, was very very abrupt. Yeah, yeah. I think because because they were stretching that match out to get that uh, pin on that second fall, and I think it said. Um, that got some of their time, so um, so they cut it to um, they cut it. They basically cut him off, and he went to the sign off, and he signed it off, and, um, and then they hit the music, the, the intro music, you know, to close out the show. So, um, what was your thoughts overall? The overall about the show? Again, it, it was a really good show. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I have to see some new underneath talent that I haven't seen. I'm, you know, I wasn't familiar with uh, with old Freezer William Thompson. Yeah, uh, we got to see Raw Nations come back and not die. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I said, I, I noticed some stuff like that they were really pressing the mighty Goliath instead of just Goliath. Yeah. Uh, I got to see Mister Rising Sun Shima. Uh, even though from from what you're saying, and I'm going to look up. Um, I believe I've already seen him before, possibly, if he was Sato, just with a beard. Uh, they're really trying to put some money behind Alan West, I think. I think they're trying to give him the soul to train Jones treatment and just push those guys to the moon. Mm. Um, both both guys still need 
a tremendous amount of work in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they could not have those guys and tell Jerry Garman and Benny Trailer to work out more, and they would have better talents by yeah. far. Yeah. Um, I, I was heartbroken that we didn't get to Pat Tanaka and Boy Tony. Legitimately, Tony Falk, you got me again. You worked me, you know, over 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and Billy Travis and Jeff Jarrett are getting better and better and better every time. They're really they're, they're getting opportunities to show what they can do in the ring, and they're not doing stuff that any of the other regular guys on top are doing. Yep. Yeah, they're lo- they're looking really good, really good. Um, Base I got out of it was um, the booking is is again has been is been horrible on the biggest angle because it's it's. They're telling all the, all the babyface want to unplug the, you know, the angle, and it's already, you know, it's already, it just, it's just been a big cluster. Um, there's no Paul Diamond. How heartbroken would, how heartbroken would you be if we found out? And it's probably not, but they're the Idol and Rich and them are all on the Memphis 90 Minute Show. I doubt it because they would, they, they would at least be there. They, they got too many interviews. Tape previously taped. That's my thing. Yeah, like, like I said, I doubt it. But how heartbroken would that be? Be like, oh, we just don't get the good loop. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't think they might have been on a couple, maybe if if that, and we didn't get them. But there's no way they went on there all the time. There wasn't there wasn't on there as much as they should have been. Put it that way. Um, yeah. Th- there was no Paul Diamond, which he might have been on the 90 minute show. Um. So, uh, John Paul wasn't on there. Uh, like I said, he might be on the 90 minutes show. Um, basically, it's, uh, it's all basically. Yeah, Hunter went on there. It might have been on, he might have been on the 90 minute. He might have been, you know, who knows? Um, there might have been another. It could be, you know, John Paul and Paul Diamond gets the Hunter and somebody on there, you know, on the Memphis part. Who knows? Um, but, um, Overall, it's overall, it's a good show. Uh, it's basically all the same stuff. It's just they're, uh, you know, just they're just basically going along and um, waiting for this Island Rich and Lawler stuff all to kick in full speed. Uh, we got about a minute left. Um, so, what do you think is overall a good show for you, or what do you think? I enjoyed it. The show, the shows are getting better and better. Like you said, the booking's a bit here and there and all over the place. But uh, overall, we're finally getting into building the angle. And like you said, this is his last really big year, so I'm interested to see where this leads. Yeah, yeah. All right, so next week we'll be uh, reviewing the uh, February 28th, 1987 show. So um, uh, I'll get this up probably tonight or in the morning. But, um, yeah, if anybody, if you listen to this, uh, just uh, let us know what you think and everything. Leave a uh, comment on the thing, or or hit up uh, JP on the uh, on his social media and everything. But uh, I guess that's all we got. Well, we got about thirty seconds, so we're going to wrap this up. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, this uh, this is Quint Charisma. Hey, that's me. And uh, thanks for listening, and God bless. <laughs>